Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm your host as always, Stan McCune, realtor here in Greenville, South Carolina, although I'm recording once again uh, from a cabin in Georgia, same day, uh, recording this the exact same day as uh, the last one that I recorded. Sometimes I do this, I'll record multiple pods in the same day. Um, so anyway, in case you hear the noise difference, the audio difference, or see if you're on YouTube that I'm in a cabin or, or on a back porch, that's why. Uh, but you can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need a realtor in the Greenville area. And just a reminder, as always, please subscribe to the show that you don't miss future episodes in whatever podcast app you're using or on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to my channel on there. Just search for my name, Stan, S-T-A-N, McCune, M-C-C-U-N-E. Um, and uh, yeah, like, review, rate, subscribe, do all of those great things uh, for this show, and I would really appreciate that from you guys. Today we are going to be talking about mortgage rates. Of course, we can't get past mortgage rates. Um, one thing that I've learned in the three years that I've been doing this show is that there is always just something that is kind of captivating in real estate, something that just kind of controls the real estate narrative. Um, and right now, it's mortgage rates. Like That is the talking point. That is the thing that people are most concerned about. And so I'm going to give the people what they want to hear. And that is a discussion on, uh, on mortgage rates. Now, ask for a little bit of patience uh, because I've got a lot going on here on one single screen. I don't have multiple screens here. Uh, but I have multiple different things that I'm doing on my one single screen. Um, and so if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to see that I'm going to be screen sharing the 30-year uh, fixed rate mortgage chart from the St. Louis Fed. And so I want, uh, I want you guys to look at that. It's helpful to look at it, but I'm going to explain all of this data as well for those that are uh, are just listening in. Uh, but yeah, I, I've got notes. I've got this chart. I'm going to try to keep you guys on the video following along with the chart. Um, but understand too that there are some things, because I don't have this chart fully expanded, um, not all of the, I, I won't be able to get down to the exact numbers on everything. Uh, so just understand that if you're, uh, if you're watching. But um, here it is. We have, again, if you're looking on YouTube, I've got the entire 30-year fixed-rate mortgage chart, courtesy of the St. Louis Fed. Um, and one thing I just want to point out, I I feel like this chart and the numbers that they have on here are slightly low in comparison to uh, what reality is. I don't know why that is, uh, but all of these averages on here appear to be a little bit lower than what they are or have been in reality. So that's just something to keep in mind. Um but what I wanted to look at here in, in an exercise that I did in order to help you guys, in order to kind of give me an idea of, of what's going on um, and what might happen in the future, was to see, you know, I've got something that just went into my mouth. Again, here I am uh, outside on a, uh, on a porch, so <laughs> there are bugs and whatnot flying around. Um, I wanted to look at, historically, what have happened with 30-year mortgage rates, because they do fluctuate, right? There are times when they're high, sometimes when they're low. Of course, that's all relative, but they go up and down. And so I wanted to see 
historically, when rates have started to go up, how long do they typically stay up, right? Because that's the story of real estate right now. How long are the rates going to stay where they are? As I'm recording this, we actually just had them shoot up recently. Uh, you know, I'm recording this the end of June. This probably won't release until mid-July. But we've had uh, rates shoot up just recently here at the end of June. Um, and, and here they are at or above 7% for, for most people. Uh, and, and again, this is the 30-year fixed rate mortgage. You know, there are other products out there. There are uh, variable rate mortgages and things of that nature. Um, more people are, are looking into those, but most people just like the security of that 30-year fixed rate mortgage. And so historically speaking, looking at the data, how frequently do rates stay at an elevated level in comparison to what they were when they have a dramatic shoot-up? So what I did was, um, well, actually, before I get into my methodology, I, I do want to say this one thing, okay? I have to say this. Um, and if you're looking at the chart, this is very apparent. But um, if you're looking back 50, 60 years, mortgage rates still are not that high um, in comparison to that data sample. Um, you know, if, if you go back into the 80s, rates were really, really high in the, you know, on the St. Louis uh, Fed uh, information that they have here into the high 18s. I've seen other data that indicated it was into the high 19s or the 20%. That's much, much higher than the 7% rates that we're looking at as I'm recording this. And and there was a very lengthy stretch during the 80s uh, when it was at least above 15%. Um, and then even when it came down from there, it was typically above uh, above 8%. So being in the 7% range, historically speaking, going back way, way, way back is not that high. But going back 20 years, which really is a more fair way of doing this exercise, right? Because the majority of homeowners um, are people that have purchased their home the past 20 years, right? Um, rates are actually pretty high right now in comparison if you go back 20 years ago. Um, if we uh, ba basically, uh, we have to go back to like the, the 2002 uh, year before we really start to see rates in that 7% range again. And they had come close. Um, if, if we look around the Great Recession right before in 2006, 2007, they kind of came close to the 7% range, but they didn't hit it. Um, and so here we are with rates that are the highest that they've been in really 20 years. Um, and, and that in the real estate world is a very, very long time. Now, looking at this chart was an interesting exercise. Um, what I did was um, I, I looked at the years where there were big jumps in mortgage rates, at least a 1% jump in less than 12 months. And then I looked at how long it was until rates returned back to what they were before the jump. So that was really essentially the two things that I did. Um, but I only went back to 1987. I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself. Um, so let me just go back for one second. Um, if you look at the an entire chart that the Federal Reserve has, has provided, you can see that essentially since 1984, rates have been steadily going down until just recently when they started this dramatic uptick that started in the, the middle of 2021. Um, and a lot of us Myself, a lot of other experts, if you want to consider me an expert, if you want to uh, lump me in with them, um, we've been saying 
uh, when rates were insanely low in 2020 and 2021, uh, that they were going to go up, that there was no way that they could stay there forever, um, and that that they probably would never go back to those levels. What we did not foresee in 2021 was rates doubling, going from 3% to 6%, and now 7% in a very, very short period of time. And there was an assumption for a while this year that um, that rates would actually go down before the end of this year. At, at the beginning of the year, many were predicting rate cuts before the end of the year. But listen, that sentiment has all but dissolved. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, but now some people are starting to say, perhaps we should be bracing for rates to stay in the 6 to 7% range, mortgage rates, 30-year fixed rates, uh, in the 6 to 7% range for the next, maybe the next several years. Um, and I've long said, if you've listened to this show for a while, you know, I've said that I think the Fed really likes to tinker with rates. And the moment that the economy starts showing signs of weakness, they are likely to start cutting rates. Uh, but that is more of a hunch than anything. There's really no data behind that. Um, and when banks started going into crisis a few months ago, we had banks, I mean, Swiss Bank uh, ran into problems, uh, had to basically be bought out. Um, when all of these things started happening, the Fed didn't blink. The Fed didn't be like, oh, we got to we gotta calm down on the rates. No, they didn't blink. They kept hiking rates even as banks were failing. Um, so I, I do think it's worth looking at the historical data to see what has happened traditionally. And uh, But we also need to consider that the current Fed operates obviously much differently than it did 20 or even 10 years ago. Um, there's a lot of turnover in the Federal Reserve. We talked about this a few weeks ago. And um, and so uh, we, we need to look at the historical data, but also realize that it, it, history doesn't necessarily repeat itself. And, and really, in reality, history never repeats itself, but it does often rhyme. History does frequently rhyme. And so I would not be surprised if we see some similarities um, coming up here to what we have seen in the past. The question is, uh, as we'll get into this, is it going to be the past from, uh, you know, 30 years ago or the more recent past? Now, because the early 80s uh, were, like, extremely volatile, mortgage rates in the early 80s um, were, were just insane. And if you look at a chart, you'll see that. Um, I didn't feel like it was fair to include that data in here. That, that just would have really confounded everything. So I really want to start in, uh, in 1987. I feel like that that is the, the best period of time to start in, get past the major recessions of the early 80s, and start in 87. Um, if you're looking at the chart I've got, you'll see, and you're not familiar with this chart, the grayed out areas, those are recessions that happened, um, at least according to how the Fed tracks them. Um, all right, so let's look back at 1987, specifically March of 1987. In March of 1987, we saw rates uh, that had been hovering for around the 10% mark for a while um, until the recession sorry they had been they had been hovering well over 10% for a while they finally reached a low of 9% in March of 1987 this is the lowest in a long time um, but after that happened they shot right back up 
okay, pretty much right away, and um, and basically by May of uh, of that same year, they were in the tens. They went from 9.03% to 10.7% in just a few months from March to May. So a massive, massive increase in just a few months. Um, so this is the first, since all of that volatility, this is the first major increase that we saw. And then um, it, they continued to go up uh, all the way through October of 1987 when they hit 11.5%. Uh, so a massive increase in 1987 that occurred. I was one year old when uh, when all of that went down. So I don't remember any of this, um, but it seems like interesting uh, times for sure. So how long did these rates stay elevated? How long was it until they went back down to those March 1987 levels? Um, well, it took four and a half years. We don't see it go back down until 1991 once we hit Let's see here. It wasn't until September of 1991 that we finally see rates go back down to that level that they were in March of 1987. That is four and a half years. That is an eternity in real estate, an absolute eternity in real estate. Um, I can barely remember closings that I had four and a half years ago. That was pre-pandemic. That was like almost a year and a half before the pandemic. Um, I've moved twice since then. I mean, four and a half years is a real estate eternity. Um, so rates stayed above and stayed elevated for 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 basically four years, and they didn't hit back down to the, they didn't drop back down to that level where they were at uh, for an entire four and a half years. That's crazy. Um, but rates continued to fall. Uh, once they started falling, they continued to fall, and and that trend continued. Um, until, let's see here, October of 1993, they bottomed out at 6.7%. And if you're looking on here, this is part of what I was saying that I can't get it to show below 6.8%. But just trust me, um, they went down to 6.74%. Um, and then they, after they bottomed out, then they shot right back up. And uh, and by October of 19. Uh, 94, they had gone all the way back up to 9.3%. So let's find that. October of 1994, they're right back up 19, sorry, 9.03%. Now, that's not as this increase that we're seeing here, that's not as extreme of an increase as we've seen uh, recently, but that's still a massive, massive jump. And that continued on uh, throughout. 1994 going into uh, into the low nines and so uh, and and staying in that low nines level up to 9.25 percent um, it may have gone slightly higher than that uh, but I, I'm I'm seeing at least it went up to 9.25 percent so in a very short period of time in, in just over a year it went from 6.74 to 9.25 percent so what happened after that? So after rates topped out at that 9.25% number in December of 1994, um, they didn't actually stay there. Um, within, so they they immediately dropped, and then they kind of bounced around. So they dropped into the low sevens in early 1996 um, before climbing back again. Then they had another jump 
in uh in the the summer in June of that year up into the low eights. Um, eventually, I have in my notes that they uh, that they got up to eight point three nine percent in June of that year, um, and then rates finally fell back to below seven percent in June of nineteen ninety eight. So we we finally go back down to the level where it was in June of uh, of nineteen ninety eight. Uh, now, for those trying to keep track at home, all right. That's close to five years since they had hit 6.74% in October of 1993. Again, an eternity in real estate time. So from the time they bottomed in June um, of, of uh, let's see, or what year, what year did I say that was? Um, oh, sorry, of October of 1993, they didn't go back down to that 6.74% for nearly five years. And, and uh, that's, that's insane to think about. And there was tons of, the other thing that's insane is how much volatility there was. I mean, rates going up, rates going down. Um, again, a, a really, a, a period really marked by volatility. And I would not be surprised if we start to see ki- kind of similar volatility like that happening again, uh, coming back after we've, we've had relative stability uh, for, more or less for for the past 10 to 15 years. Um, But then, again, rates got into kind of the mid-sixes, and then they started going back up again. And so we have rates going, uh, if we go to June of 1998, let's see here. At one point, uh, they were in, it even goes, at some point, in June of 1998, they kind of got down to 6.6%. Um, and then in October of 1998, basically 6.5%. And then uh, they shot right back up in June of 1999. going to find this on here. June 1999. They're already back up to 7.65%. And that just continued until it topped out in year 2000 at 8.54%. So uh, another very big and very long period of time. Um, So, but but, uh, I will mention, that's not as long as what we've been talking about. So they were elevated for this period of time for about one and a half years. Uh, But it, it was an extreme increase during that period of time. But then after... That period of time, once we start getting into June of 2000, rates are starting starting to go back down. And this is right before the dot-com bubble burst. Uh, that If you're looking on YouTube, you can see the recession in 2001. That's the dot-com bubble burst. And that caused, all of this caused rates to go down. Um, we don't see a percent point increase again. In mortgage rates, it, at least the rules that I'm talking about, a percent point in a year or less, uh, we don't see that happen again until 2003. Uh, so 2003, rates bottomed out uh, around 5.2% uh, in, in June of that year in 2003. And then they shot up to into the, uh, the mid-sixes by August of that year and basically bounced around between the high fives and mid sixes until the Great Recession. 
So they stayed elevated in those levels from 2003 until the Great Recession um, in, in, you know, basically 2008. Um, or what, you know, you might not like the, great, the term Great Recession. Some people call it the World Financial Crisis. That's another, uh, another way of people refer to that. Um, so rates finally in December of 2008 finally went back into uh, return to the low fives. And again, for those keeping track, that is over five years since they had hit that number in June 2003. And once again, it's triggered by a recession. Now, uh, we don't see another rate jump like we've been looking for in a year until rates bottomed out again. So so they keep going way down after the recession because you know the Fed was really trying to uh, trying to control that recession as much as they as they possibly could, um, and uh, and so we don't see much uh, by way of rate hikes until. Hold on, give me one second here. Let's see here. We have a bottom out. I have in my notes April of 2013. Yeah, April of 2013. They hit into the mid threes, three basically 3.4 percent. Um, but then by August, it's already back up into the mid five. Uh, sorry, in the mid four. So in just a few months, we saw that one percent increase from the mid threes um, into the mid fours, and then they mostly hover around four percent until September of 2017, and then we see things kind of start to go back down into into the three percent. But then we see another big increase uh, that ends up topping out in November of 2018, right around 5%. I remember, so by this point, I am a realtor. I've been a realtor for several years by that point in 2018. And I remember hearing people talking about, okay, this is going to really slow down the market with rates basically uh, being in the fives. Um, But then after that happened, rates started going down again. And then we had the pandemic. Rates went really, really low. And now they've been shooting right back up, um, as is the story of of today. And so this is a lot of data for us to talk about. Um, And I don't like to just uh, leave you with the data and have you, you know, just be kind of swimming in all of that. Um, I want to make this practical, right? So what are some conclusions that we can draw from this data? Um, I think a few things. Uh, first, um, I would be remiss if I didn't say that it's completely within the realm of possibility for us to continue to see these elevated mortgage rates, these rates hovering between, bouncing between 6 and 7%. It would be completely within the realm of possibility to see them uh, bounce around in that range for a while. Prior to more modern times, four to five years was the norm for these elevated mortgage rates. Um, and so um, it would not be outside the realm of possibility for us to see rates kind of in this elevated state, um, perhaps another three, another four years. I hate to say that, <laughs> but that's very, very possible. Um, however, if we're looking at the more recent years, that's really less the case, okay? Um, in particular, it's noteworthy that until 2022, rate increases were much less dramatic, right? So we did have a few 
of these rate increases, these periods of rate increases that we talked about, but they generally were smaller jumps than what we had seen in some of these other, uh, in some of the other data, uh, really between 1987 and the year 2000. After the uh, the recession of 2000 to 2002, how or 2001, however you want to peg the dot com bubble burst, those big jumps. Uh, usually weren't that big. They're usually like one to one and a half percent until this most recent one. So this is definitely some sort of, definitely what we're seeing is a modern day anomaly. Um, it's it's also just a historical anomaly in general. Um, but what does that mean in terms of of the future? We don't know because we haven't seen anything quite like this in recent years. Um, we talked about rates bottoming out at 3.4% in April of 2013, but even when they went up, and again, this speaks to the stability of, of the, the past 10 to 15 years, even when they went up from that 3.4%, they mostly stayed in the force. So it's not like they were elevated like way, way high, like they are right now in comparison to what they were. They were elevated, uh, but it was just kind of like a, a single percent point above where they had bottomed out at. Um, I think another important conclusion is just obviously how impactful recessions are. Rates went down every single recession on record. Um, although you, you typically do, if you, if you look at all of these, you typically do have some kind of a little bump that happens in rates immediately following the recession. That's pretty much consistent with all of these, with the exception of the pandemic, although it's kind of a weird, the pandemic was kind of a weird recession. Um, but that bump is still lower than generally speaking, than the the pre-recession rates. Um, and so recessions have a major impact uh, on what happens in mortgage rates. The Fed tends to ease up on rates when a recession happens. So I think it's pretty safe to say if we hit another recession, rates will go down again. And so that's probably what it will take for us to break this cycle of seeing rates in the 6 to 7% range. Um, and then the question is, how far will they fall? Um, so if I had to guess at this point, I think the best case scenario from the standpoint of, of rates going down, I know that it's not positive for everyone for rates to go down, but let's just assume for the purposes of the show that it is a positive for everyone. Um, I think we could potentially see rates go into the fours. I don't think the low fours, but maybe the, the mid to high fours is the most optimistic scenario. I'm not saying it's the most likely, the most optimistic. It's possible. Now, that may seem like a huge decrease from where they are in the sevens right now, but when you consider that the spread between the 10-year treasury and the 30-year fixed rate is way higher than normal, you have to factor that in. And then once banks feel like inflation, uh, like the inflation concerns are mostly passed, I think that that alone will cause rates to go down, even without the Fed doing anything, into the mid to high fives. And then if the if the Fed lowers rates even more, that's where we could see mortgage rates drop into the fours. Um, what, how quickly will that happen? I mean, maybe by, maybe 2025, okay? Um, now, I, do, I, I am hopeful that rates will come down in 2024, but for the possibility of them going back down into the fours, I think we're, we're probably not until 2025. Um, so I tend to think that we'll see rates as high as they are um, well, I, I don't think that we'll see rates as high as they currently are for the four to five year cycle that other 
great cycles had, but I also don't see them dropping back down into the the twos and threes um, anytime soon like they did during that short period of time right after the pandemic. It's possible we may never, ever see them drop into the threes again. Um, so as I've been saying on here for a while, the era that we are in is a bit of a new normal. We can't really compare this era to any previous era. I mean, let's just be honest. We, we experienced a period where rates had been going down very consistently since the 80s. Um, and they couldn't just keep going down forever. Um, and so now we're in this period where rates are the highest they've been in 20 years. Um, and it's really hard to say what will happen. But I do think that they'll come down a little bit. And I think within two years in particular, that we'll be having a very different conversation. So we're looking at something not as extreme as some of these five-year cycles that we saw in the past, but something much more extreme than what we've seen in the most recent past, where it's maybe three years of rates being close to double what they were um, at their lowest point. Um, So I think the best case scenario is probably for rates to stay where they are roughly for the next six to 12 months for a mild recession to happen, and then for rates to start to taper down once again after that. Just not likely to be at the at the lowest levels that they had been throughout much of the 2010s and 2020s. Um, and I think that that scenario is... I think that there's a very good chance that that scenario plays out exactly as, as I just described it. I think that that's a very good possibility. Um, and so... We'll just have to be on the lookout for that. I don't. I think the Fed is going to hold the line. They're they're saying that they're going to probably do more rate increases. I'm not sure how much that's going to affect the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. It seems like economic volatility and and bond markets, uh, volatility in bond markets impact the rates at this point a little bit more than the Fed doing slight increases on their end. Um, but we'll just have to see. Uh, but there's not, I, I don't think that we're going to see in 2023 any major relief from the high rates. I think in uh, in 2024, we will see a little bit of, of relief. And then I think probably by 2025, we'll see a lot more relief. But a lot can happen between now and 2025. So that's not a bold prediction. Um, that is more of a gut feeling that I have. Uh, but we'll just have to see. Um, but... Most importantly for now, it seems like for the next 6 to 12 months, everyone can kind of expect rates to be a bit elevated. And perhaps if we see a recession, we'll see rates come down a little bit at that point. All right. I appreciate you guys listening. If you have any questions, let me know. My contact information is in the show notes. Uh, Subscribe, like, rate, review, do all those things with the show. And we will talk again next time.